You're listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. I'll be sharing some bite-sized brain science, thought-provoking questions, and mind-bending ideas about how our brains work, change, learn, and adapt, and how we can use the knowledge emerging from the field of neuroscience to open up new possibilities and make the progress we want in all areas of our lives. Hey there, welcome to today's episode. Now, I realize that my guest today could really set the cat among the pigeons in some quarters. I am looking at my sister. So I want to preface this by saying that I don't pretend to understand everything this lady does or how she does it. But the same could be said for many things, and that doesn't stop me trying to learn more about them. What I do know is that the more I see, read and research, and the more I look at different methods of achieving means, the more points of commonality I see in things that would previously have been considered polar opposites. And these days, more and more, they look like perhaps some overlapping layers of a puzzle with increasing depth and complexity. My guest, Louisa Havers, is an intuitive business success coach. And this means that she uses methods that are firmly in the woo end of the spectrum. But here's the thing. Talking to her is less like meeting some alien species and more like meeting long lost relatives whose culture and language have diverged after generations of political and geographic separation. Here's how the reunion went. Now, Louisa, you and I have been sitting here for probably a good 30 minutes already having a really interesting conversation about this stuff. So first of all, I would like to ask you about what you've seen over the last, I guess, few years or maybe even a couple of decades in terms of the levels of awareness about this thing that we call manifestation. Yes, it has taken such huge momentum. And I think probably one of the the starting points, um, just as you were asking me that question, I know that people talk a lot about the the movie The Secret being like a gateway for many people and also a gateway for misunderstanding what actually manifestation is and and thinking that, that, you know, it's a feeding into some of the myths around actually you can just think something and suddenly it's going to all, um, you know, you're going to become a millionaire if you're not a millionaire already and, and all those kinds of things. So I think the, the secret probably is one of those conversation starters over the last, whenever it first came out, can't remember, but a long time ago. Must be 20 years at least. I think it is, isn't it? And And often, the reason why I just remembered that to bring that in is because I know that many people that I speak to who become clients of mine will refer back to it and say I watched it 10 years ago 20 years ago put it on the shelf didn't do anything but it felt like it was probably a seed that they then eventually um you know followed for me I think one of the things we were just talking um earlier is around the fact that we've just got social media as a starting point so that being able to have those conversations that you may have had with like-minded people around a dinner party or at a local meeting Mm. etc just can happen on a much larger scale which means everything's amplified and you're able to to share um, things that you love more quickly so everything just continues at that sort of warp speed rather than it going that that word of mouth being a little bit slower um in the old school old school days um and so for me I think there's this desire that we're all seeing different ways of living on life we're more exposed to other opportunities etc and people wanting to improve their lives that's where the desire to manifest something different ultimately comes from a desire for for an improvement in current current experiences so i think there's a culmination of 
the gifts that we have with the technology that is out there that has enabled things to to speed up much more quickly from 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 that perspective and then from an energetic perspective of course as things <laughs> gather gather momentum the energy around them gets bigger and bigger and they become more and more magnetic and so more and more people want to become mm-hmm. in it's like that fear of missing out i don't want to miss out hang on <laughs> louisa just got into got into this thing <laughs> she's just manifested something you start hearing these terms mm-hmm. and then it's like well what is that i need to know that i'm gonna otherwise i'm gonna miss out it's like that human nature yeah. isn't it and that feels like that um and then for those that it really resonates with, I think once you've opened the, 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 the gate to manifesting and really started to understand about it and what's really going on um, when you're able to manifest, it's like um, you can't get enough of it, <laughs> I think. You know, when you were talking there um, about the mistakes and the mis- misunderstandings that people have about what this term actually means, it, it struck me... Um, that we do have this, I guess, idea that, you know, we can just wish for something. We can, you know, that if we wish it, it will happen. But that's not really quite true, is it? There's, um, I guess it's a little bit like the Everest principle, you know, that you, you've you seen somebody can do this, can reach this level, this height, and you know it's possible. But at the end of the day, if you want to stand on top of Everest, you still have to climb it. Yes. Yes, so true, so true. And it mm. is that. So behind the wish, I, I talk about this a, a, a lot with my clients, is if you're setting an intention or you've got a desire, yes, you can create it because the solution will already be there. There is always there is always a, a, a way. The, the key thing is to, from a manifesting perspective, is to sort out all your thinking and all the emotions that you are holding within um, that are in relate that are triggered by your identity so that you can then take the right action mm. and it's those pieces your identity the thoughts the emotions and beliefs and the action that you're taking that will mean that you will manifest what you desire mm. because what happens is when you're in that energy of taking action it's I always say it's like the universe goes off and takes action as well and you're in this beautiful dance together where suddenly you'll notice that you have more opportunities coming in your way that actually support the desire that you want. So the action piece is, is key. But behind that is the thoughts and emotions that you're holding in relation to that action. If you're excited to take that action, if you're feeling calm about taking that action, that's fantastic. But if you're feeling like, oh, mm. <laughs> contracted, fearful, I don't really want to do it, you, you're not going to get the results that you want because in my language i'd say you weren't in the right energy yeah and this this word language this is again part of what we were talking about earlier because words like awareness and energy and consciousness you know they are they are less the domain of the sort of intuitive slash woo world these days and very much cropping up in um terms of and neuroscience and so on as well. And obviously, um, emotion in terms of uh, counselling or psychology or any of those things, that is um, very much something that people are opening up to sorting out for themselves. And whether they come at that through, whether it's it's therapy or whether it is um, self-care, looking after their mental health, or whether it is coming through it with a, a sense of purpose of trying to find a way to do something else. These are effectively all the same thing, are they not? Mm. Absolutely. 
Yes, because I think we can use different words and they are going to either completely resonate with someone or, or, or not. And that's the beauty where we effectively could be helping clients have the same outcome and approaches could be very similar, but we talk about it in a completely different way. And that's beautiful because then I'm going to attract somebody who's going to completely resonate with the language energy and consciousness and intuition. And then someone else is going to just be drawn to the more, you know, the language around neuroscience about, yes, there's my coach. There's the person that I want to work with. Um, and so I think it's important that we do have this different um, language um, around this but it's so interesting isn't it recognizing going oh we're doing the same thing yeah. <laughs> we're just talking about a completely different sort of different language yeah different and you could even throw in um like nlp there because again they do a lot of the same things nlp practitioners will use metaphors and they will um you know use uh creating visualizations and so on and it, these are very very similar processes across any of these areas Yes, absolutely. I've, you know, I've done so many different trainings now myself and recognize, recognize that as well. And actually, it's something that I, within my own training, want to honor and let people know it's not like I've invented this thing. You know, this is a, a tool that's been out there for a while, etc. like visualization. You know, many practitioners and many modalities use that and they may describe the benefit of it from a slightly different aspect. And so I think uh, the, the the history and the journey that we've all come to to refine and tweak and develop the way we work is it's beautiful. We're, it, we're all evolving together, aren't we, and contributing to the collective consciousness from from that perspective. Um, and as you say, yes, there's many uh, mirrors and overlaps with different modalities, and and that's fine. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing if that makes sense. It's working with what resonates for you and. Uh, being able to to share that with others. And it's nice as well to, I guess, feel like we're arriving at a stage where we don't have to be this or that. We don't have to take up polar positions in terms of being able to appreciate the wisdom that comes from various different traditions and modalities. Yes, that's so true. So true. And I think um, one of the things that I'm recognizing more and more, with, certainly in my world, is the the background with uh, traditional Chinese medicine and being able to bring that in alongside all the Western philosophies and, and, and science and so on. And the, the power of being able to combine all that knowledge is just phenomenal. Why would we say that's wrong and this is right? You know, actually, how can we work, work this together? What, what does that perspective enable me to understand about this current situation? Yeah. Um Again, before we started recording, you and I were talking a little bit about um, people who are maybe coming to an awareness of these techniques and whether whether it be um, on the more scientific side or whether it be on the more intuitive side. What would you say um, for somebody looking to work on their intuition, looking to work on um, these uh, things like manifestation and so on, how would you advise them to um, approach this so that they don't get sucked into some get rich, get rich quick scheme? Oh, yes. Yes. Well, OK. Oh, there's so much within that question. <laughs> <laughs> so it would the initial answer is in the sense of tapping into your, in, into your intuition so that if something feels wrong, it probably is. 
and how many times and I hands up I know I've done this where my little intuitive voice has been saying "Mm -mm, mm -mm, no step away and then the louder ego voice has decided to convince me to take take the action and then oh that quiet voice was was right and everything unfolded as as they were a warning not to do so one of the things that a really simple way to help people to as I call it connecting the head and the heart so that you can have your heart on board awaken your intuition if you're not already working intuitively so that you can make decisions that um from an intuitive space and not just from a logical space if that makes sense you bring the bring the two together yeah that that is one of the things though you know uh we're we're not always encouraged to do that. And people may be very, very unfamiliar with this concept of tapping into intuition. It That in itself might seem like something that is, um, you know, a little bit too out there for. Um, yeah. But maybe maybe yeah. they're not the people who are likely to be um, exploring manifestation and, and things anyway. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'll just shut up now. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to say, because it's like with um, the, the, the simplest way to, and it's like you're, you're flexing a muscle because you need to use it to, 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 you know, strengthen it is even just taking a few moments of some, what I call, you know, heart centered breaths. So you're focusing on the area around your heart and you're breathing in for five and then you're breathing out mm. for five. And just bringing yourself to a space, even if it's for a minute, so that you're kind of focused within. When you start to strengthen that muscle, you really can start to listen beneath the, the mm. noise of the, the thoughts that are going on. And that's what you want to hear is that that small voice within and be listening, listening to that. And if I if I could just say at this point, um, Louisa, you know, that one of the reasons that you and I are having this conversation today is because I recognize so much of what you do with your clients in what I do with my clients and, you know, the fact that you're doing it from an intuitive and manifesting space and I'm doing it from an applied neuroscience space is absolutely irrelevant at the end of the day. The results are going to be the same. The, the language doesn't matter. The process and what we're actually helping people to tap into is effectively the same thing. Mm. Which is so cool. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it is. I think it's so cool. So we've looked a little bit at the overlaps and so on that are going on there as well, mm. Louisa. And we've looked at the idea that there might be um, some roads that people can end up going down, which might effectively put them off the idea because it's not working for them in some way. Again, if if somebody's come up with an experience like that or they've, you know, they've tried it and it didn't work what would you say then so well I want I'd want to ask a few more questions to find out what was going on but ultimately it would be because they hadn't so from an end I have to just speak in my Absolutely, language go for it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll run the translator underneath <laughs> yeah if you could translate then that would be great um is that they haven't brought themselves into resonance so they're not on the same frequency with the thing that they mm. desire so that's why they haven't got it yet and then the key behind that will be the 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 energy that they're in. <laughs> so a lot of people can be pushing things away if they're feeling like they've got they need something so badly. That energy around that is really contracted. But also behind, what are the beliefs that they're holding? What are the emotions that they're holding? But why that they're in that space of I've got to have this? Is there any you know um, 
fear because they can't pay their bills, for example, a natural fear to have. Is there any jealousy? Because it's like, well, why she got it and I haven't got it, that kind of thing. And of course, we consciously know the stories that we're telling ourselves in the sense of what we're listening to that voice. But from the perspective that I get really interested in is what's the subconscious saying that we might be ignoring, either because we're not listening or, of course, because we can't tap into it unless we use something like muscle testing so that you can find out because your body will speak to you and tell Mm. you, actually, subconsciously you're holding this belief that for example you well you don't deserve it you're not worthy I'm just you know using some of very common kind of examples that consciously um you might be telling yourself I do deserve that I am worthy of and that of course and then we dig deeper yeah we also have um we also have I guess what would call you know the boxes that we're in um and I I love this quote it was Richard Boyatzis I think he said that you know unless we know we're in a box, we're unlikely to be able to get out of the box or words to that effect. Um, So, of course, so many of us, because we have these social, cultural, family stories, then we don't actually even recognize them for anything other than stories or beliefs. You know, we, we just accept them as fact. They're so deeply ingrained. And that's really where the changes can get quite difficult to make, can't they? Yeah, and that's where the changes have to happen mm. so that you can um, bring yourself into resonance with what you what you desire and being able to enjoy the journey as well. Often people will be really frustrated that they're not further ahead. And every time you're in that space of not enjoying the journey for whatever mm. reason, you know, in, in the mainstream is, is then you're taking yourself. It's like taking two steps forward yeah. and one step yeah. back. If that makes sense. It does. But the, the key bit, like you were saying, is, you know, what what it, the, the transgenerational programming, I would call it, into, and the ancestral programming from what people have uh, received, they're not even consciously aware of. You know, as you know, I coach people a lot with um, money and helping them to have money breakthroughs. And, you know, what your ancestors got up to and all their mm-hmm. beliefs and thoughts, God damn it, <laughs> they affect you as yeah. well. It's like... No. (laughs) So it's when we can become aware of it and really start. That's why I love doing all the muscle testing and helping people with how to do it for themselves so that they're really empowered to be able to use this skill for life, basically, is being able to 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 go on that journey and go, oh, okay, actually, so this isn't even my belief, but I'm holding it. So therefore, it's affecting my expectations, my identity, my perception of what I'm seeing around me. And therefore, the action that I'm taking. Yeah, it's um, it 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 is one of those things, I guess. That um, again, we we talked about this a little bit earlier. That it is mm. partly you you are going to have to dig in to uncover some of this stuff, and it does get messy. And I can I can understand why, you know, people might resist that. It's not always comfortable to to have to do this, but then again. Neither is coaching, neither is therapy, neither is counseling. None of these things are comfortable processes. But growth in itself, if anybody actually remembers what it feels like to, to be growing, even if you can remember your wisdom teeth coming through, growth is not comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. I would, you reminded me of my knees when I was like about 15 and went through real growing they pains. Again, I'm like, Louisa, oh. <laughs> you get to a certain stage and they start again. <laughs> It's like, oh, I've been here before, but I hope I'm not growing any taller. 
that's so true. Growing pains is a good way to to see it, and it because the 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 subconscious is going to hold on to the identity that it's in alignment with, um, and want to keep recreating that. Yeah. The analogy that I often use is the, is the sat nav, and um, or um, your subconscious is like a sat nav, and how you know uh, you might think you're driving to the to the mm. pub or to the gym for example and you end up in a different direction you're like how am I here and it's because the subconscious has gone oh I know where we're going it's like no you don't actually we wanted to change the map we wanted to go over yeah. here and <laughs> but it's so used to going in that direction exactly it's going to take us there whether we meant to and or that's, not that's where the rewiring <laughs> comes in and that's you know some of the stuff that I would talk about about neuroplasticity and the fact that you know you can't just do something once and expect it to stick what I would say to people is, okay, so what age are you? So you have had, you know, 40 odd years of doing something this way. Do you expect to be able to change it this week? <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> you're going to have to give it a little bit more time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit more practice, a little bit more yeah, rewiring. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. It is the practice, the repetition, and also giving ourselves a bit of grace and giving ourselves a bit of um, leeway to be able to work with that, to know that practice makes progress, as one of my mentors says, you know, it's 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 not instant. Um, it does take work it, and, and it takes that process of um, doing something and then forgetting that you're doing it or, you know, catching yourself halfway through. And then, you know, that's that's all part of it, isn't it? It really is. One of the things that I say often is, is when clients get frustrated that they feel like they've gone backwards mm. because it's all part of the process is actually don't make yourself wrong. You know, this is part of the journey. This is you're learning, you're growing, you're evolving. And of course, every time we come down on ourselves and like, oh, I did it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or why am I not here yet? It, it is that we're taking ourselves um, a step back rather than being compassionate with ourselves. Like, let's have some compassion mm-hmm. um, for ourselves and, and the growth that we've made and the journey we've, we've gone on. And for the person who we used to be, who has become, you know, evolved you into the you you yeah. are now, if that's even makes sense. <laughs> and, but- <laughs> and the brain that has kept us safe thus far and it's done its very best to get us to here. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. need to have compassion for that. Yeah, yeah. It's working with that beautiful brain that is constantly wanting to keep us safe. And take a few shortcuts and, you know, live an easy life yeah. if we're really honest about it. <laughs> it's like being able to manage it, isn't it? Going, look, it's all right. I've got this. I do actually want to do this. It's okay. Yeah. We're not going to get yeah. eaten. It's all fine. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Listen, Louisa, um, this has been absolutely uh, fascinating as always. I love learning more about your language and your strange customs. <laughs> I know you know I'm teasing you. <laughs> but um, no, I, I think it's absolutely amazing that we are coming to this um, this point of confluence, I guess, in so many ways. And uh, I hope that anyone who's listening is seeing that there are crossovers and interesting points to investigate wherever they're actually looking at it from. Yeah. So um, again, Louisa, listen, thank you so much. And um, I will chat to you on the other side of this. Everybody else, thank you for joining us. And I hope you have had some interesting ideas planted and we'll see where they go. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone.
Hey, before you go, I want to take a moment to say thanks for tuning into this episode of the Ambition Incubator podcast and just check to make sure you know that you can join me each week for a deep dive, dynamic, collaborative reading of some business classics. You'll find all the information you need when you register for free at ambitionincubator.com forward slash BBC. I'll see you there. Thank you.